bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I have two guests on. We'll talk about 15, 20 minutes or so. Um, I'm not going to even try to say your first name. Shondalyn. Shondalyn. Yes. Okay, I'm going to give you some vowels. I'm going to let you buy some vowels and some consonants so we can make this. (laughs) (laughs) Shondalyn Hendricks-Reeves is a candidate for the MPS school board director position district one and we have pamela holmes who is a mps school board uh director candidate for district two yes all right retired police sergeant we um we fight all the time because she's just just over the top just you know she like me she don't listen so it's like arguing with yourself and then we go and then we go eat so you know that's how i go um no, she's you were on the job for twenty something, thirty something, fifty something years, and, you know. And and every now and then you work with people where they they garner the respect and the admiration, and you know. So it's pretty cool. She worked at district. You worked there when I got transferred to District Seven. Yes. And I was on late shift. Yes. She would always scream and holler at me. Oh. Always. He tell him. Listen. Well, oh. if you're gonna lie, lie big, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> she would holler at me. She would push me around, and I would go complain about her. And they would like nothing happens. Nothing. No, nah, I'm just teasing. I'm shocked, Pamela. No, 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 no. She, she, she garnered the respect of officers. Watch this. Even people that didn't like her respected her because they knew she was going to be consistent, and you got the same thing every time. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yes. Not this. 
well, <clears throat> you get this and you get that and you get this. But then that's the same way that we do students at NPS, right? It yes. seems like some people get some things and some schools get others. And so uh, I don't know what to call you. Miss, Mrs. Reeves, yes. Miss Reeves, Mrs. Reeves. Mrs. Reeves is what? fine. Tell me about yourself, how you grew up and all that stuff. What do you do in the community and why are you running for District 1? Sure. So I was actually born in Chicago, Illinois, raised in Decatur, Illinois. That makes you great already. <laughs> Chicago. Okay. Moved here when I was 14. My dad okay. uh, was a pastor and appointed to a church here. Okay. Um, church of Living God across the street from Catfish. Okay. I graduated from Custer High School, was very involved in school. Went to UWM for two years, got married, then was divorced. And I have two children. And the okay. reason I went into education is because I'm the parent of a son with multiple severe disabilities. Okay. And when I went to his first IEP meeting, I was talked down to. So I decided to go back to school and get in the system and try to make a difference. And so as I sit here, I come with almost 30 years of experience in public, private, charter, and higher education. I've also worked at the DPI. I was a Milwaukee director for the Office of Governor Evers, retired, and then I completed some trainings, um, community organization trainings in mm -hmm. California. And for the past two years, I've been training parents on how to advocate for their child's needs. I lost my son in September and really struggled with trying to mm -hmm. figure out my identity because I had been a caretaker for 34 years and had quite a few people who approached me about running for school board. And obviously, initially, I said, no, you know, I'm still grieving. But eventually, I but, made the decision to do that. And those are the times when you should. Those are the times where you have the, the power and the drive to, to kind of get things done. It, it's like when people are working on their doctorate. And some life event happens, yes. someone passes away and they go, I'm going to quit and I'm going to take a break. I'm like, if you take a break, that's going to be yeah. the last thing you do. You'll never come back. You have to fight through it and you'll be stronger on the other side. And it sounds like you were quite the caretaker of your son and you fought through it. And now here you are. Yeah, because really I want to make sure that other students have the opportunity that my Brandon did. That's mm -hmm. the name of my son. And then I have a daughter, Barbara, who also went to NPS, and she did very well. She earned a full-paid scholarship to Marquette. She now has her master's degree, and she's CEO of a nonprofit mm -hmm. that I established 21 years ago. So she's not doing a lot in the community. She's just <laughs> loafing. No, she's know. very busy. <laughs> yeah, she's very busy. Okay, so, so we have to be careful because the two of you will try to take over the whole city, it sounds like. I so. will need more than just the two of us. All right. Oh, goodness. All right. Pamela Holmes. That is I. Tell us where you're from, what you do, how'd you grow up, how'd you get started. Okay. So my name is Pamela Holmes. I was uh, raised in the 53206, uh, born in the city of Milwaukee. I'm one of seven children born to Isabel and Elsie Holmes. Um, I received all of my education in the Milwaukee public school systems. I graduated from North Division in 1986, Blue Devils. And, um, Man, she young. <laughs> <laughs> long, my, my entire family, we all graduated. Uh, all of my siblings uh, graduated from North Division High School. And, um, you know, just walking through the halls of North Division and they had these here pictures up there of the Arthur Jones, Marvin Pratt, Vell Phillips, all of these icons. And it was like an inspiration of what you wanted to be when you grew up. And one of the things, the professions I chose was I wanted to go in the military, 
But at the time, I had two children, Eric and Evan. I did not want to sign them over. I wanted to be there to raise them, so I chose law enforcement. Um, And the inspiration was from Martha Jones. And so I became a law enforcement officer and just giving back, you know, to the community and being involved in the community because community is my passion. And, um, And so that's kind of like where I got my start at. I started at, what, District 3 on 47th, and Valida was called The Rock. And then I went on from there to work at several different districts and to the point where I got promoted in 2000 and became a sergeant. And I was the sergeant. I mean, no nonsense or whatever. And always telling the officers that we are guardians, that we're supposed to look out for the people to serve and protect the weak and innocent, you know. And so closer towards my retirement time, I put on this event called the World Peace at Sherman Park. It was Right after the officer-involved shooting in Sherman Park in 2016, mm-hmm. it happened August. I remember because you all took over my neighborhood. Yes, we did. August of 2017. And it was over 3,000 people who attended that two-day event. And basically, it was to try to reconnect with mm-hmm. the community because that relationship with law enforcement was broken. And um, I don't mind bridging the gap. I mean, if that's what they want to use me for, to go out there and talk to the public, the loudest person that's talking, the one that's arguing, let me talk to them because I can relate to what they're talking about. And so how'd you make the leap to want to be on the school board? Well, when I retired from the police department, I went back to my alma mater, North Division High School, mm-hmm. and I just seen the disconnect, the disarray, the Kids just look like they were in turmoil. The things that we grew up off of in high school, whether it's DECA, whether it's debate, whether it was choir, swing choir, forensics, the kids didn't have that. Okay. And so it was like if you didn't, if you weren't on the dance team, you didn't play basketball, what else were you going to do? So all you're doing is just teaching the kids math and English. What okay. What is their outlet? What when he, I loved going to school because I loved singing because I love being a part of acting and all this and drama. The kids don't have that. So what are you going to change? Uh, and, and don't forget, Ms. Reeves, I'm, I'm, that, that's your question, too. What, okay. what is it that you're going to change? So before you cut me off, too, that's what I say. We always, we always cut me off. Yeah. No. What you going to change? Change what is not there. We're going to reinvest in our children. Okay. Safety. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Mental health. Growth and achievement. We don't we don't have safety standards in the school. Uh, the the attendance is down from the students attending. Right. MPS. Right. Teachers are leaving. Why but, is that? It's a multitude of things. Correct. I know safety is number one. If if I can't feel safe going to school, I don't want put my kids in MPS. Okay. And the teachers can't feel safe teaching there without worrying about if a student hit them and they hit the child back and they wind up going to jail or losing their job. We have to make sure that the atmosphere is safe and it's conducive to learning. And so with that, Ms. Reeves, what about the parents? So I believe that parents are our students' first teachers and that we should make sure that we form those partnerships with parents. And how do we do that? And so coincidentally, by giving them a voice, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the data that I collected while training parents are embedded into my Bill of Rights for Students, which is a 20 point policy plan that clearly articulates what students will receive from kindergarten through 12th grade. In addition to that, I believe the parents are a really fertile group of people for us to begin to develop 
and trying to become a teacher. Look at where I am. I started off as a dissatisfied parent. Right. And create those opportunities. And some of it begins with positions in the district. I started out as a handicapped child assistant, where essentially I changed the diapers of students with disabilities. But, but why isn't that done now? Well, I think it needs to be done. And that's why I'm stepping forward. So is, is there a conduit now for that to happen? I mean, there's there, nothing stops a parent from going to school. Mm-hmm. Nothing stops a parent from saying, hey, I'm Pamela Holmes and I got a child here and I want. So where did that fall apart? She, she talked about, Pam, you talked about the disconnect, but and you talked about the parent, but everybody sees it. When you get on the school board, how are you going to make that happen? Well, so, it's... St- it starts by giving parents a voice. But they already have a voice. They, they don't necessarily have a voice. So yes, I went do. to a committee meeting. Right. And um, a lot of times when they come and they want to testify, they're cut off short. Mm-hmm. Or uh, based on communications that I've received, they feel like their words aren't taken seriously. Right. Um, and I think if there are people that are on the board that are going to say no, let them speak, mm-hmm. regardless of how it may appear. Right. You know, they may come across as angry. That's frustration. And we have to understand right. that. We only have 10% of our students reading on grade level. That's enough to frustrate any parent. Where's the accountability there? And so I think it, me- it comes in a meeting where parents, where they are, sharing stories, create opportunities, really give them a voice. And empowering them to be able to help make decisions. And so you talked about, parent, uh, Ms. Reeves, you talked about people coming to school and parents. But something Pam said was key. If I don't feel safe, why would I do that? That's the true. kids already don't feel safe. How are you going to make the students safe, Pam? So one of the things is, one of the things I would like to do is we're going to partner up recreate, reimagine what safety looks like. Okay. You have all of these groups out there. You have Mira, Peace for Change Alliance. You have now, now, what do you mean when you say safety? Because when you say safety in schools, mm-hmm. I think I think school safety and police. Okay. It's it's a combination of that. It's okay. not it's it's not to uh I know that the MPS no longer has a contract with the Milwaukee Police Department. Right. Correct. So I'm not bringing back that contract, but I want to revisit law enforcement in conjunction with other community groups coming into the schools where we're talking about bullying. Um, anything that has something to do with the, the mental health. We have a mental health clinicians or, uh, like I said, Peace for Change Alliance, Mira, or Running Rebels. You have all of these groups out there. They're just running in different silos, and mm-hmm. we need to really connect and have a partnership with them, with law enforcement, so that we can engage with the youth in conversation. I don't want my kid or to see any child running from the police. I, you know, I don't want to see a volatile attitude between the mm-hmm. students and law enforcement. They, if these people are there to help engage mm-hmm. the conversation, have listening circles, focus circles, whatever it is, to sit down and work on a relationship. So give a community me, relationship. Go ahead. So give me one minute as to why someone should vote for you. Here we go. I'm the only one that's on this platform that's talking about safety and mental health. There is nobody else that's on this platform that's talking about safety, mental health, growth and achievement. With Shandala, I know it's talking about growth and achievement in her other ways. But no one else on that school board is focused on the safety of our children. Mm-hmm. You have a man who went inside North Division High School with a rifle inside of his pants because he was friends with the safety. 
and he went into the schools looking for another kid to kill. That's a problem for me. That should be a problem for anyone. Mm -hmm. You have a kid who goes to a basketball game and gets killed, leaving the basketball game. We need people there to make sure that our kids and students are safe. Ms. Reeves. Sure. So I have been, like I said, working in, in public service for almost 30 years. I've gone from the bottom, a handicapped child assistant, all the way, a handicapped child assistant, all the way to the top as a district administrator. I've been a public, private, and charter. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. My education policy is not just something that I think is good. It's something Mm -hmm. that I experienced and many of our leaders in the community experienced when they were in NPS. Furthermore, I utilize a lot of that framework when I was a district administrator at Urban Day Schools. And we increased student achievement from 30% of our students reading our grade level to 70% of our students reading our grade level. I'm the only candidate that has a roadmap for making that happen. And we are in a situation right now that we will be almost like the Baltimore Public Schools. I read an article today where 0% of their children mm-hmm. are performing in math on grade level. I am the person that will put in place an intervention, an education policy that's been tried and true, and will stand firm to make sure that that happens. How do we vote and when do we vote? You vote on April 4th. For me, as I'm a write-in candidate, you have to go to the polls and write my name in on the ballot. So okay. that is, the boundary lines is from 55th Street on the east end to Tosa Limits on the west and Juno to Silver Spring. So that's, that's a, District 2. That's, that's District 2, okay. yes. All right. And you? So I'm District 1. Mm-hmm. My name will be on the ballot. I had to fight to get it put on the ballot because I was initially denied and so, once again, April 4th is the day. My district starts at West Silver Spring Drive, and it goes as far north to Brown Deer, as far west to Menominee Falls, and as far east to Glendale and Fox Point. So everything north of West Silver Spring Drive will be the district that I will serve. All right. Well, thank you much, Pamela Holmes. I, I'm not going to even... Shandalyn? Yes, that's hey, I got it right. Shandalyn yes. Hendricks-Reeves running for District 2 and District 1 MPS school board director. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Um, I I think it's important that we have representation from from black women and mothers on the school board so that they can reflect what the community really, really needs. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Ugh. Gotta give me some water. I'm gonna run out of it. You know what that is, right? I eat too many Altoids. Do you eat Altoids? You're not tough enough, right? They, 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 they smoke your tongue. You be like, ah, it's 
just too much. It's too much. I've been eating them since I was literally <clears throat> 18 years old. Because it was the bougie candy growing up. Well, when I grew up, it was it's, it's a breath mint. It costs like a dollar. Back then, a mint for a dollar, when you could get mints for like 30 cents, was like, yeah. A whole dollar. Woo. Now they like some places four or five dollars. And it's interesting. They'll smoke you though. It's it's yeah. Not everybody's tough enough. Milwaukee area weather, it's 46 degrees, 1% per, per precipitation. So 1% chance of rain. It better stay clear. It's kind of sunny. It was kind of nice today. I was having a good time. Man of my own business. Um, should I do my top five at five now, or should I do my top five at five after the break? Hmm. Let me think. I think I'll do it after the break. That way I can do, let me see. If I do it right, I can do traffic and weather and sports. And then top five at five. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the night. It's been pretty quiet. No texts, no calls. Been running off at the mouth. Tomorrow's going to be, uh, <clears throat> it's going to be pretty hot. Friday's going to be even better because I'm going to be giving away three prize packs for the African-American trivia. So Black History Month and all that every Friday. So you might want to listen. Number five. Well, eight people were injured after someone drove a U-Haul truck into pedestrians in New York City this morning, an official from the fire department told CNN. The incident in Brooklyn began when police pulled over the rented truck around 1040 a.m. Eastern time in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, and the driver evaded police, ran over several pedestrians, and he was taken into custody a few blocks later. Two people were critically injured too seriously, and the other injuries were minor. One of the injured victims was a police officer, and the driver, a 62-year-old man, might have been the subject of a call regarding an emotionally disturbed person earlier. Hmm. And in Milwaukee, we've had two people in the past week or so Hit one killed, one not by a car. All right, so let me get this right. I can't walk. <clears throat> I can't drive. I can't take the bus. Okay, okay. So can I Uber or Lyft? Eh, maybe that'll work. Number four. Final salute, Milwaukee Police um, Officer Peter Jerving. It's late to rest today. Um, Visitation was this morning from 9 to 1 at Elmbrook Church in Brookfield. 
And at 1.30, um, an honor ceremony was held. And if you go to any station's website here in Milwaukee, you can see the live uh, processional. and You can see video of it. Um, a Fight for Life helicopter flew overhead. And, of course, there's an end-of-watch call from dispatch. Timothy Nelson, a supporter of the police department, stood outside with a flag during the procession. And Nelson has been at all of the processions for Jerving so far as he says he plans to stay until the last car in the possession, in the possession is gone today. He's quoted as saying, they sacrificed everything. I can say thank you. I can stand in the cold and say thank you. They have a very thankless job, and I just want them to know that there's people out there and people out here who number three care about them. <laughs> I didn't point. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Kyle did that too. Look, I would raise my hand. Kyle would be, I was like, dude, like really? <laughs> like I didn't even say it. I didn't even start it. And he had to play. <laughs> I love, I love it when that happens. You can tell I'm really upset about it, right? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just fiery mad. Can't, can't, can't. It's, it's not working. It's not working. Okay. All right. Uh, f- don't answer this on the air. <clears throat> Do you have a federal student loan? School loans. Okay. Federal student loan borrowers are facing a lot of uncertainty about their future payments. The fate of President Joe Biden's major student loan forgiveness program lies in the Supreme Court, and it could be as late as summer before the justices rule on whether the policy can take effect and the pandemic-related pause remains in place. But a restart date is up in the air, dependent on when the Supreme Court rules on the forgiveness program. So meanwhile, significant changes are coming in July to the to the extending public service loan forgiveness program that aids government and nonprofit workers and a new income driven repayment plan that could lower payments for some students is in the works. So my question to you, how long will you keep your loan? Like for the rest of your life? Oh, we'll just lower the payment. Okay. We'll pay $10 a month. Dude, your loan is $56,000. If you pay 10 and do you understand that you live in the state of Wisconsin? Your loan ain't releasable. If you're married, your spouse has to get start paying. Okay. If I'm correct, I could be wrong. The thing that they're working on is whether or not that $20,000 of debt relief from for millions of low and middle class borrowers. I don't understand why there's a problem with them doing that. There were 26 million applications for debt relief by the time the federal judge struck down the program in November 2010. I don't understand why there's an issue with paying off loans when we do it for businesses every day. We did it for the oil business. We did it for the energy business. We've done it for banks. But, but for some reason, when it comes to paying off a student loan, something other countries do and pay for their students to go to school for free, to college, we have a problem with it. Well, we paid off our school loan. Well, God bless you. You had the ability to do that. 
I did that for my children too. I think my daughters have so few little loans that it's yeah. It's like credit card debt. But then when it comes to literally putting a trillion dollars into the economy instantaneously. So instead of actually paying on your loan, you spend that money. I think the economy would go through the roof, but Hey, who am I to talk? Number two. Well, the, the state Supreme court, believe it, we're moving on from the U S Supreme court. Wisconsin Supreme court today said it would not take up a case filed by the Wisconsin, a Wisconsin healthcare system. Seeking clarity on whether it could voluntarily recognize its nurses unions. The court's decision halts an attempt by the University of Wisconsin Hospitals and Clinics Authority to bypass lower state courts in deciding whether or not voluntary union recognize is allowable under state law. The court's decision has no impact on the ruling by the Wisconsin Employment Relations Commission in late November that found that. University of Wisconsin uh, Healthcare Clinics Authority, which includes UW Health Hospital, is not legally required to recognize its nurses union and collective bargain for a contract under Wisconsin law. The nurses union from SEIU Wisconsin has repealed, has appealed that decision in Dane County Circuit Court and the healthcare system, on the other hand, petitioned the state Supreme court on December 9th for an expedited decision on whether the health system is able to voluntarily recognize a union for the purpose of collective bargaining. They want to get this going before prices go so far up that they can't afford these nurses. So, and I mean, nurses make up pretty good, pretty good buck. So I think if they expedite it, the commission's ruling reaffirmed the position that the hospital system has maintained since Act 10 was passed in 2011, which drastically reduced union power and collective bargaining rights for public employees in Wisconsin. It is not legally required to recognize this nurses union and collectively bargain for a contract under Wisconsin law. These are probably the same people that complained about it. And now they're using it to their advantage to not have to pay people. How inappropriate. Number one. Well, there's a video circulating on social media. In the video, a girl is seeing using black spray paint to color the face of another girl as she says, quote, you're a black girl. You know your roots. It's February. You're nothing but a slave. And after this, she's doing my laundry. People in the video are heard laughing. One person is seen filming the incident on her phone. And the girl who has her face painted black says, I'm black and I'm proud. The video was taken outside of school after school hours. At a Catholic school in Philadelphia. The Archdiocese says we recognize and understand that the actions of these students have reopened societal wounds in a deeply painful way. And those allegedly responsible are not present in school and are being disciplined appropriately. So basically two girls were videotaped um, spray painting their faces, two white girls and making uh, remarks about black people and they were slaves and they were in slavery and all sorts of ridiculous things. 
And um, evidently a black parent whose daughter attends the Catholic school told CNN the video was sent directly to his daughter and niece as well as other black students. And when asked whether the video was initially sent to black students at the school, um, they told CNN at this time it is unknown as to the exact distribution. My understanding is that it was posted and shared on social media. And this school, St. Hubert Catholic High School in Philadelphia, serves roughly 500 students, grades 9 through 12. Nearly 1,300 students attend Franklin Town Charter High School, their respective data shows. Both schools are majority white, and these were white kids who decided they were going to uh, spray paint their face. Now, this is just me. If you're stupid enough to spray paint your face and you're white, you deserve what you get. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Mr. Lee said, after I read that story, he said, I, I don't know what to say for once. I think if you put spray paint on your face, you know how hard it is to get spray paint off your hands? You put it on your face, I cannot punish you. You're stupid all by yourself. I can't. I can't. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before I forget, before I get to Sandra, 1017 The Truth will be live February 24th from 4 to 6 p.m. My show, Truth in the Afternoon, live from Concordia University's Robert W. Plaster Collaboratorium. Uh, Concordia University uh, will host this, this program, Economics, Politics, and Philosophy on the Bluff. It's a speaker series. It's running all spring, and we're going to have... Dr. Rachel Ferguson from Concordia, Chicago, author of Black Liberation Through the Marketplace. And our other panel guests will be Jason Fields and Van Mobley, economics professor from Concordia. And you know Jason Fields from here, fill-in host. He's a teammate, um, works in Madison, has been in financial uh, planning, financial advising, investing for a good number of years. And so I think it'll be a great uh, program. If you haven't picked up the book, you could get it on Amazon, Black Liberation Through the Marketplace. We talk about how black people can work and understand how to make money. And she talks about a thing that most people will wonder what it is, and it's called classical liberalism. And so I think if you, if you attend, if you want to go, uh, register now, The Truth dot eventbrite.com the truth all one word dot eventbrite.com sign up and then you'll be able to either show up come in have discussion and and it can run after my you know like when my show is over we can still discuss and talk about it and do some things students will be there faculty staff 
and you. Also, on February 22nd, a couple of days prior at 6 p.m., there's going to be a Zoom webinar with Mr. John Stossel. For those of you that don't know who John Stossel is, he's a he's a he's best known for his career on ABC News, uh, Fox Business Network, and Reason TV. He's going to present Freedom and His Enemies. It is a phenomenal presentation that you don't want to miss. So that's Mr. John Stossel, February 22nd. Rachel Ferguson and the new 1017 The Truth will be live from Concordia on the 24th. You don't want to miss it. Check it out. Register thetruth.eventbrite.com. It's going to be, as the young folks say, on and cracking. But then again, my generation made up on and cracking. So y'all are affectionately on the late show. She don't even care. She's like, what? why you see how her eyes was like, I don't care. I got friends waiting. Hurry up and get this show over with. Hurry up. I got to go. I got to go. I'm just kidding. Sandra, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing just phenomenal. We missed you at the uh at the sophomore celebration. I couldn't get a ticket. Um, you should ask. Everybody was beating me to the punch. You huh? should ask. You should ask. We could have got you a ticket. Oh, I didn't know. I would say Sandra gonna be but my everybody guest. Was beating me. I tried to call. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I wish you'd have said something. I would have definitely made sure you were a guest. Oh, Black Conscience was oh, there. Yeah. Black Conscience was there. Oh, okay. I met okay. a whole bunch of folks. Pop- Yolanda, Yolanda was there. Yep. Uh-huh. Was Miss Shaq? I don't know. I know she calls Sher- uh, Sherwin's show. Because uh-huh. uh, I thought some of the people that, you know, called too. It was so many too. people there. They scared me. People scared me. I'm scared of people. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going you probably got one of those claustrophobias or something. <laughs> so what's on your mind today? No, you're not afraid. Because you nope. give lectures and you're a teacher. You're yeah. not afraid. Shh. Don't tell the truth now. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I know you said it was so quiet. I said, let me call Dr. Ken because I was listening. And I said, let me call Dr. Ken. So, you'll know, we still listen. Well, you know what? Even though Thank I don't you for call that. all the time, huh? Thank you for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was bathing my little dog and she is uh, cutting up for real now. But um, <laughs> I was trying to get, I was trying to get done early, but she... You know, you try to pay them, and then you put the flea stuff on them and all that stuff. So, so I do have a question for you. A... Go ahead. What do you think about these balloons? Uh, I think Edward Snowden is in them. <laughs> That's funny. That's what I think is up there. You he know Ed Snowden isn't minute. up there. They just shot all of them down. Hey, we better call him. He knows something. Ed Snowden is in Russia, not China. Yeah, but still, some way we might can call him. Well, anyways, if you read about what he said, he said uh, the spies are on us. So, hey, you know, so uh, I don't know. And then we were talking about the Walmarts closing, and I told you about the robots, everything they automated, and then the robot, they had a robot in, uh, uh, I thought it was Minnesota. He ran away. They had to catch him. The the robot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some of them are kind of malfunction. I got to see where it was. And if I, I, I wrote it down, and I think it was Minnesota, though, and it was at a store. And he ran away. They had to go catch him. 
Yes. That's funny. I just have to call and tell you I'm still listening. So, so it looks like it was in Philadelphia. Marty the Robot. Philadelphia. Yeah, Marty the Robot. Yeah, that's him. He was at the store, right? Yep. (laughs) He probably had to wait on. Okay. He had to wait on Carrie Noni, and he he she ran off the terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, just be careful because we don't know (laughs) when they're going to run after us next. Oh, you got to stop. I don't think it'll ever get to that. <laughs> Me too, because like I say, our young folks got to find something, you know, that you can uh, stay into for, you know, for a long time where you can build up your money and finances and all that good stuff. Mm. Raise your kids. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you yeah, much, that's man. What I called to say. I appreciate okay, it. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So remember Friday, we'll be doing some African-American history trivia. We'll have folks and teammates in the studio. We're going to be, I'm going to be throwing out questions and see how tough they are. And you'll be able to call and make sure you win um, one of three prize packs. So I I think it'll be pretty cool. Although I'm kind of... <clears throat> waiting on my prize pack. I, I've been waiting, what, this year three? I'm still waiting on the prize pack. Like, I never had a truth hat. You know that? I had a skull cap, but I didn't have, like, a ball cap. Now I'm seeing everybody walking around in ball caps and sweaters and yeah, little old me just sitting over here with nothing, as usual. They always they always think about me last. Put me on the show last. Sit me on the couch last. No, I'm kidding. I was second. Um, let me see what else was last. But I wanted to say thank you to all the producers who are teammates at the new 1017 The Truth because they make us look and sound good. Every podcast, you know that's outlawed on my show this year, right? Dings, they're outlawed. (laughs) They're outlawed. They're outlawed. See, she's out of control. She got the finger going. See? Oh, well. Oh, well. You can listen to all the dings along with Carrie Noni. But no, I want to I want to seriously say publicly thank you to all of the producers who've made us great over the last two years and several months. And we look forward to doing even greater things. And if you want to know about those greater things, then you should never miss a show. You can stream us on multiple platforms, the Truth App, Spotify, Tuner, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You're listening to Dr. Ken Harris. I'm right here. Truth in the afternoon. Thank you, Carrie Nolan. Appreciate you. Have a great evening. Tori Lowe shows up next. I'm out.